I'm so mad right now because I have no idea how excited and how he has been looking forward to getting on the mic. Goddamn, 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 goddamn. <laughs> Man, it's yo, listen, it is good to be back. It is your boy, your favorite campus uncle. Definitely back in the building from this so-called... Well, you know what? I didn't have that kind of summer at all. Like, I heard there's this rumor that there's a hot girl, hot boy, city boy, whatever... What fuck boy it is Whatever I don't know It's this kind of summer I don't know But I'm here with my sister In pain struggle And also in victory The liberated project chick yes. Tamara is definitely Back in the building y'all The dynamic duo We are here We are here And we have returned And we got a lot of stuff To get into man I mean first of all Tamara how the hell would I don't I know how your summer was. You know how I do it. I know how your summer was, but for our audience, please tell them how your summer went, please. Well, I definitely had a hot girl summer. Um and again, so for all of our listeners, let us put some fabric around our definition of hot girl summer or hot boy summer. It is an individual who had an amazing summer, an individual that whenever they stepped out, they walked through that room and they owned it, whether they were with their, you know, significant other, whether they were with the girls or their boys and they got that money. They secured the bag. They did a thing called what they want. They Mm. traveled and Mm. Therefore, my mm. summer was a hot girl summer. Mm. Well, you know what's crazy is that we, uh, on our Instagram, we ended up doing a poll, right? We ended up doing a poll about what your definition of a hot girl summer is. And is there even a, a hot boy summer in existence? Because now I'm starting to hear this myth, too. And me, I'm completely out of the loop when it comes to this shit. But, <laughs> you, know, some of my, you know, some of the information that we did get, I mean, you have, listen... For those of y'all who are really like into this hot girl summer thing that was created by what's her name? Meg the Stallion. Megan the Megan the Stallion. Yes. Yes. That is a stallion. Yes. Um <laughs> so hot right she, now. She you know there was from what I saw and what I gathered, right? I I completely like in our definition, sure. our understanding is this hot girl summer is like it's supposed to be like an empowering type of thing, right? For me, like, it definitely is. Absolutely liberating. Right. Yes. Yeah, you know, like and on the gram, I've seen like students and colleagues of mine, and they, you know, that are women, and they are living their best life. They out there vacationing. So what you wilding for? And they out there like I mean, they on the white sandy beaches, and they up here drinking mimosas, and 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 the beautiful beach water you know and they're eating like lobster and crab and and and, and you know filet ming filet mignon <laughs> you know they out here <laughs> doing mignon. all this stuff and they just like i mean having the best times of their life yeah but but what there's also this negative connotation towards this hot girl summer so does it have to do with 
the lyrical content of the song or um, is it just kind of what's been put out there in, in media and some of these contests have been happening within uh, nightclubs and oh, social media man, so uh, please yeah, inquiring so, minds want to know you know um, people have become vegetarians these days right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> people have become vegetarians these days they're enjoying and, their uh, they're using, enjoying their cucumbers yes yes enjoy um yeah <laughs> I, which is um something i yeah i okay um and uh th- there's a whole uh, uh thing about that um i don't un- i do not understand how you would do well, I do understand because obviously you want to get recognition and stuff like that, but I don't understand how you would perform such a thing. Mm, true. And let's just talk about like like just the nastiness that's on the vegetable. Yeah. Right? Well, I like, think- it's just, you know, I mean, I'm looking at it from that type of perspective and I'm just like, ill, right? But... So, let's but then, but then, that, but then the hashtag will be Hot Girl Summer. So, right? <clears throat> I think one of the things that we have seen in this wonderful world of technology, we're technology savvy, mm-hmm. technologically advanced, right? Technology and the internet has made us smaller. Gotcha. And I think because of the way in which our world right now sees and views things it's all through for the most part a lot of it is through social media so everyone is looking for that wow factor Mm. I want to get the most likes I want to get the most shares I want to be talked about even if it's something as one of our brilliant interns said even if it's demoralizing even if it's distasteful because right now there doesn't seem to be a whole bunch of what ground rules to it right and you had like when it comes to this vegetable you had a huge problem with this and I understand that you yeah. definitely uh, took yeah. a means and tried oh to like goodness. yeah uh, report that, was, that because because yeah. it that was definitely jarring was... for me as a woman so I'm all for hot girl and hot boy summer and, and, and so let's kind of take another vantage point with hot girl summer I think you like you said in the beginning it's about empowerment right that's what we're I take knowing, it as. we're seeing women step into wonderfully powerful executive roles. We're seeing women stretching out and doing wonderful things, not only for themselves, but for communities and for the other women that are looking at them and looking up to them. Sure. And it's about equality. And I understand that, but it comes to a point for me Mm -hmm. as a womanist, as a feminist, as an individual who believes in equality, that we still should have some decorum. Right. There, there has to be some private, I believe now, Mm -hmm. again, everything that we say for the love of, we say our disclaimer, listen, our disclaimer is this, everything that we say we own. Mm -hmm. And it does not mean that anybody else is going to agree or like. And if you have a challenge or question or concern, get at us. I frankly don't give a damn if you don't agree or not. Period. Poo. You know, I don't so, <laughs> so um, I do believe that there's some um, decorum. Now, listen, I am the type of chick. What you do with your man, your husband, 
in your bedroom, in your house, and how y'all get that thing all the way pop locking and freaky. Hey, girl, hey, get do you, it. Do you think? However, right. when you when you see the amount of the increase in the number of suicides, the increase in the number of bullying on social media, the increase in the number of individuals that are feeling ostracized and not liked because someone isn't liking or giving them a thumbs up or sharing their video, mm-hmm. I think it sends a very disturbing message to our young men and young women in society as a whole. So it's interesting because I have two points that I want to make before okay. before we move on. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> prior to, we was having this conversation and I brought up the analogy. I was like, well, you know what? I was like, if we were like... For young ladies to that are of color to have this empowerment and call it a hot girl summer, mm-hmm. whether it's involving like, you know, not having a man, because I heard like throughout the course of the summer, there was a lot of relationships that then fell to the wayside because these women wanted a hot girl summer. But then we heard you know also too. And they, you know, they then clipped the man like, yo, I'm out. I'm. They said, and then the Mercury retrograde, oh my goodness. <laughs> Remember that conversation? Yo, we that, ain't even gonna okay, talk about that retrograde yeah. stuff, yo, that's some real stuff. Okay. Okay, but anyway, yes. yeah. So, but um, I, I kind of tied it into this hot girl summer take to like uh, the show and the movie Sex in the City. Okay. Right? Because you have these I'm characters. You have these characters like with Sarah Jessica Parker and the whole cast and crew. And um, they uh, live a life where like they're empowered. They got money. They have structure. They got establishment. They, they have access. They but yet they can go about and do whatever they want to. Wouldn't that be the same thing or synonymous to a hot girl summer? But that's like hot girl season all year round, right? It is. So true. like it's, it's interesting to me how... You can take this hot girl summer moniker, but then demonize that. Mm. But yet there is a show or there is a a movement. And because there's white folks in it or Mm -hmm. white ladies and they're doing the exact same thing. Right. And they are empowered. They're privileged. They're they're special. They're they're dynamic women. They're fearless women. What's your commentary about that? So, you know, my commentary is loaded around that and we might have to come back to this sure. another time. One of the things I will say is, yes, there are double standards. We mm-hmm. all know that we live it each and every day and twice on Sunday. Yep. I would say the difference when we're talking about this one movement in the whole vegetable mm-hmm. space is it was it was real. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is there were real women in this particular scenario, there were real men videotaping and watching and participating. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for play. Sex in the City, although they were doing the same things, you didn't see Samantha when she was getting her freak on. You weren't seeing, you were seeing her in bed and you're seeing her the different things. And I didn't watch Sex in the City like that, so I can't speak to all of, yeah. again, her goings on and I'm in a the big world. Fan, and I'm a big fan. Like, you of know, it. I'm a big fan. Like yeah. I, I've supported it, but the example, you know, the, the analogy, the comparisons. Sure. Well, I don't know that I would necessarily compare it. What I would, what I, so it's, ta-da, Sex and the City, girlfriends. Mm. Come on now. Same thing, right? Same thing. Same thing, right? All right. Girlfriends. There it is. So those two 
Right, they're more similar. Your girlfriend should have a movie. Right, I think they should. That'd be dope. Right, so they were black, educated. They moved about. They did their thing, and Mm -hmm. then one was again, hey, the one that wanted to be in a relationship, and there was the one intelligent one. Right, so again, we did have that. What we're talking about in this particular space with that. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. (laughs) I'm laughing laughing at our intern because when we said girlfriend, she said. Because it was real. Because it was real. Right. Right. Because what happens okay, is we sorry, want yeah. we want to be able to see those characters, yeah. those vast characters. We want to see the breadth and depth of individuals that look like us. So then that way we don't just have sex in the city as a framework for how we can and should move. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And I have another point. Okay. Well, a question. Sure. And this is a question for everybody. And also again on our Instagram, we pose this. Is there a such thing as a hot boy summer? Now, my thing is this, is that I don't have a goddamn clue in terms of what the hell a hot boy summer would entail. Is it the same thing as a hot girl summer? So when we were when we we're doing the research in terms and kind of coming to the table about this. So for the most part, it is almost the same thing. Hot boy, hot girl summer is just a cat that's on his grind. He's getting that money. He's entrepreneur. He's having his woman, his, you know, wife, arm candy, and he's clean. He's fresh, deaf, walking in the spaces. He's bossed up with his boys. He's doing his thing, and he's living his best life as well. The reason why I bring that up is because when I think of hot girl summer, again, it's the summertime, so I'm thinking about women out there living their best lives, and then my feed, my my social media feed, I follow a lot of people, and I follow, you know, whether they're students, colleagues of mine, Mm -hmm. celebrities, but a large part of people that were living this life were people of the female or the women demographic. Mm-hmm. They were out at vacation resorts and they were out doing these lavish things and eating lavish meals and 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 and, and vetting off into the sunset, right? And they were just like living their best lives. But sure. then when I'm looking at the guys, right? I don't see that. I'm seeing guys I'm seeing guys in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing guys you know, going from a boardroom or, you know, in suits doing here. I see them in meetings, but I don't see them. So for me, I think like when I think of hot girl summer, or hot boy summer, whatever it is, I'm looking at a, a terminology of fun. So maybe, but maybe that's where we're getting it twisted. Okay. Maybe we should be having a polarity perspective, Mm. not this or that, but this and that. So maybe hot girl summer or hot boy summer isn't just someone who's, you know, on the beach, who's watching the sunset over the Fiji Islands or who's in Fiji. Right. You know, who is in um, Dubai or the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe a hot boy summer is this cat launching his company, coming out of the boardroom, suited and booted and just sealed a multi-million dollar deal. Okay. I, you know what I mean? So for us, it's about changing the narrative about what it looks like. Just because someone tags hashtag hot boy or hot girl summer, yeah. that might have been the hot boy summer for him because he was like, yo, I can finally walk away from that job that did me no good. Got you. Okay. All right. Thank you for the clarity. I think another point that I want to raise, mm-hmm. you know, sure. since our audience, since our time <laughs> off, right, there's been a, a, a bunch of trending things that have happened. Yes. And uh, I think it's only right that we uh, tackle the most current uh, issues. And I really do want to tackle 
this Chick-fil-A and Popeye's debate. Oh my goodness. I really want to I really want to debate this because I am not a fan of Chick-fil-A. I am not. I like every time I have gone to Chick-fil-A, I have not been a happy camper. Mm, okay. At all. I haven't. Yeah, sure. The, the French fries are good, but I'm not there for French fries. You're waffle fries. I'm there. Well, waffle fries. Waffle fries. I'm not there for that. I'm there for the chicken, mm-hmm. right? So I've had like their little wooden chicken nuggets, little chicken nibblet things. You know what I'm saying? This is before the grilled nuggets, right? Um, but I, I haven't been that impressed. It kind of reminds me of Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? It kind of does a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? But Popeye's. On the other hand. Oh, man. The Ooh. HBCU of chicken. <laughs> right? Well, then that's you, all you need did to you say. See, did you see that meme? You have got to see this meme. So, Ricky Smiley came out with <laughs> Ricky Smiley came out with a meme, right, that shows, like, the differences in marching bands. Okay. So, Chick-fil-A was the white okay. Division that's one all you need to say. marching band, right? And it shows them, like, <laughs> moving back and forth. And, you know, and then you have... Popeyes, who is the HBCU marching band? Killing I don't know if it. you've ever seen an HBCU marching band, yes, but they are—they are the complete opposite of what a marching band from a PWI or from TWI. A PWI. It's crazy. And the celebrity I am Zoe. You ever heard of him? I am Zoe. Yes, I have. I am. First of all, I am Zoe is this gay black man. Well, he's bisexual, right? I heard of him, but I don't know that I've seen. He him. is hilarious. The most. He's funny like he does you got to check out his instagram page okay. it's funny right mm-hmm. and he did the same thing right he did okay. the same thing where he did the differences and stuff like that so but ladies and gentlemen this chicken sandwich from popeyes this is an old thing like this has been in the, the Popeye chicken sandwich came out last may after commencement Right after graduation, I know that because I'm working on campus and I'm hungry. Right, it's lunchtime, so I'm like, okay, let me go get something to eat. Popeyes is right down the street. Okay, right I go street. down there to get a five dollar box. Right, instead, and what do behold. I? Lo and behold, I see, hey, we have this brand new chicken sandwich. Right, so I'm like, you know what? Forget the five dollar fill up. I'm gonna go, right, and I'm gonna try this chicken sandwich. So I tried it. I took a first of all. The presentation was something very epic. It was very different, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not in a box, like right? It's like in a wrapper, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually see the visual stunningness of this chicken sandwich, right? It was yes, it's stunning, right? So I go and I, I take the chicken sandwich out, and I just notice how big this chicken sandwich is. I'm like, wow, this is... Th- Okay, this can't be a chicken. If I could just see his face, because he's really, really this, into it. This cannot be a chicken. <laughs> this, this has got to be like all GMOs and all kinds of stuff in this piece of chicken here. This man. And then you still right? bit into it. And so, it, yes. <laughs> yes, I did, right? So, let me just describe the first bite. So, I take my first bite of the chicken sandwich. I prepare my mouth, right? Pause. And when I go to bite it, right? I had to take a look. You ever bite something so good, like you just start like dancing? You ever like have some food and mm-hmm. it just like it just that's, speaks to you your know, soul and that's it just cake for me. Either you know, red velvet cake or carrot cake oh, when it's done right cake. with cream oh, cheese frosting, it's cake oh, for me. Oh man! So yeah. Oh god! I had the best red velvet cake at Howard University, right on the strip. 
Of course. You're, you're in the hood. Right in the strip. They had red velvet cake right there. Selling, they were selling like it was cheeseburgers. Right? But anyway, that's... So... I, after after taking this first bite, I looked at that sandwich. I said, "God damn! Like, where, where did you come from? Like, what what is this?" Where so I, I took life? another bite, and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what the what?" And I try in my mind, I tried to compare this sandwich to any other chicken sandwich I've had. Like, I even compared it to remember the McDonald's spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I remember them, but I never had one. So those were like dope, man. That was the standard on a late night. There was a stand. On a late night, coming from wherever you coming from. Where you coming from. The, man, listen. So I'm comparing it to that. I'm comparing it to Wendy's. I'm comparing it to Chick-fil-A. I'm comparing it to even Bojangles down in the South. I'm mm. comparing it to that. And I'm like, oh, yo, I've there. never had a chicken sandwich like this. Ever. Every bite was crunchy. Like, you know how like they advertise. <sighs> Okay. Oh. And it wasn't even a spicy one, was it? No, and it was a regular one. At the time, they didn't even have spicy ones. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and Popeyes, I'm giving y'all free advertisement. I need some money. So, but. Or he'd love the sandwich. Man, listen. And since then, I have not had a chicken sandwich ever since. Because ever what, since. you don't want to disappoint yourself? I do not. Okay. I refuse. Like a I'm standard. a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Burger King original chicken sandwich. Like that was probably like one of my favorite chicken sandwiches of all time. Right? I don't even eat that no more. You're at ruined. all. Ruined. At all. I barely eat fast food now. But when I do, the first thing I think that about is sandwich. that Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I'm like, hmm. So was so was there a whole contest around that with the Popeye sandwich and the, and the Chick Fil A sandwich? You know what's crazy? I don't know where and when it started. Okay. Like it, I think it, like maybe like a couple weeks ago. Like it, there was just like this thing about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I'm like, what is the big deal about the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Right? Like why all of a sudden everybody is just talking about this Popeye's chicken sandwich and then they were comparing to Chick-fil-A and then on YouTube I follow so many people and even the people I follow are doing like videos comparing Chick-fil-A and Popeye's like a taste test and they're having contests they're having polls about it oh my goodness you know do you know how much money Popeye's has like saved no because of like the promotion of their chicken sandwich they saved 23 million dollars wow because they didn't have to promote it or advertise it at all because social media has done it for them. So they and and then lo and behold, also Chick Fil A has gone up too. Chick Fil A going up because everybody's comparing it to Chick Fil A. So of course you got to buy the Chick Fil A sandwich, right? To compare it to Popeyes. So it's just it's just crazy, man. I I don't know where it came from, but I just know that Popeyes got it, man. Popeyes got it. I'm sorry. Well, Popeyes win it. because. Mm, yeah, Popeye's got it. Tamara had to do some research. There's a whole bunch of many, many conversations about fried chicken sandwiches explained on Popeye's versus Chick Fil A versus our collective sanity. Mm. So it is a thing, y'all. Man, so yeah, like I, I don't know where that's come. So we got the hot girl summer, hot boy summer. Then we had the Popeye's chicken. You know what I'm saying? Sam chicken sandwich. Let me be clear: the Popeye's chicken sandwich, not the Popeye's chicken, but the Chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich. Let's be clear. And then also, yes, I think I think we should 
give our commentary about because I've been waiting what? to talk about this for a while now. Okay, I'm right, ready. and I'm glad that we have our platform to talk about it. Okay. So just recently, the beloved Jay Z, Sean Carter, right, yes, has taken his company Rock Nation, yes, and partnered mm-hmm. with the NFL. Come on now, right for. Yeah. Two reasons. Okay. Two. Two reasons. Two reasons. Okay. The first. I'm, I'm <laughs> and and I'm so and I'm so animated about this yeah, because because I have been censored by certain people, <laughs> and they have not given me the platform to really express myself in the way that I wanted to, and now I have the time. Okay, so, so what's, what's your two reasons for it? Uh, two reasons. The first one, obviously, is that they, they as in the NFL sure. and Rock Nation, wanted to partner up because, obviously, there's the entertainment component. So Rock Nation would be responsible for all of the NFL's entertainment. Right? So, so, it's, so then let's clarify, even though I'm not a clarifier. Sure. Entertainment? Are we just talking about the entertainment during the Super Bowl? We nope. talk about entertainment all year round. So, like the singing. draft, games, playoffs, even the singing of the anthem for each of the all openings. Of that. They okay. they will have say so and input in terms of major performances, even like like um, entertainment involving around the Super Bowl. Right. So like, you know how like there is the actual Super Bowl, sure. but then there's events surrounding. Mm-hmm. Right. They would be or have some input or voice in terms of the entertainment for that. OK. So that's one thing. The second part, which was here's a controversy, right, is Rock Nation, Jay-Z would partner up with the NFL to use the NFL's platform to bring forth awareness of the social injustices that are happening um, within our communities, right? And they would use the NFL as a vehicle to promote um, the, the, the awareness mm-hmm. of this epidemic that is going around of uh, black and brown men and women being shot and killed unarmed by uh, law enforcement. Right. So they wanted to use that platform to do so. Okay. Now, why am I so enthused and so ready to talk about this? It's because there is this thought that Jay-Z has sold out the black community. Mm, Okay. And the reason why they feel that he has sold out the black community is because they feel that he has turned his back on Colin Kaepernick. Okay. And what Colin Kaepernick stood for. And I can understand that part of it because Jay-Z has been very verbal with regards to um, his stance with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right? He's worn Kaepernick jerseys. Right? He supported Kaepernick, took him pictures with Kaepernick, gave him money to Kaepernick. You know, he supported his cause. Right? Sure. He's He shunned and protested against the NFL saying, you know... Um, you need me, I don't need you, right? Mm-hmm. And in terms of the Super Bowl and him performing, right? Yeah, he said, F, tell the NFL we sell all stadiums too. Last right. night we sell them, we sell them all too, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the black community, our people, was so quick 
to cast judgment on Jay-Z because of his new affiliation and partnership with the NFL. Okay. So before I give my stance. Sure. Right. What when with me saying all of this, what is your position? What is your take? Because I knew you you I couldn't even talk to you about this. Why not? Yeah, because you because you was like, Fred, I need to delve I need to do yes, some research. Absolutely. I do remember that. I need to do work. some research. Yeah. And I'm gonna get to a point about that too, because that's what <laughs> black folks should do. No, I'm serious. Black folks should pause. Mm, come on now. <laughs> And wait and do some research and then respond right. because we're so emotional people. We are. We are such emotional people. But please. But thank but, you for that. Thank yes, you for yes. that. Um, I take our platform seriously. I mm-hmm. take all of the spaces that I intersect in seriously. And I don't want to just be spouting off, you know, opinions and like you said, operating out of emotion and not fact. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when you and I were talking about this platform and whether we wanted to deal with it here for the love of. Sure. Um, we, you posed the question, are we past kneeling? Mm. Great question. Mm-hmm. Loved it. So let me say that then I read an article or two and they were talking about, you know, are we past kneeling? This is what I'd say. I don't know if I would necessarily say we're past kneeling. However, I see what Jay-Z and other individuals who are supporting what he did are saying in terms of action, because we as people of color in general, our emotional persons, we are individuals who jump without collecting all of the pieces to the story and then having something to say, but we ain't going to organize. We ain't going to mobilize. We ain't going to plan. We ain't going to give a dollar to be about a cause that's bigger than us. Right. And when I say we, I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying that. However, what I'm saying is we will get emotional. We will be outraged on social media. We can be on the social media mafia. But what are you doing for real in terms of the streets? What are you doing for real to stay connected to the cause? So I say it is, again, polarity. We should still be, if not necessarily kneeling, we should still have our foot down. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're in the process of planning for action because I do agree with Jay-Z when he mentioned we have to be about action. We do have to be about action. We do have to be about forward movement. And I say this, Jay-Z is a mastermind. He said, I'm not a I'm not in business, I'm a businessman, right? Handle my and, business. And, Damn. And, and then so here's the deal. We were really quick to say, shh without first seeing what it was going to look like as he pulled back the layers. You mentioned um, a lot of persons talking about the possibility of the HOVA selling out. I was twisted about that more than I think anything else because of all that he went through, of all the things that he did, even in the again, snippet that I saw of the interview. He was like, there's 365 days. So you call me a sellout, but what have you done I with can your t- 365 days? He's like, out of my 365 days, I can tell you, exactly I can tell you what, what exactly I, I have done. Every Absolutely. day of these are 365 Absolutely. days. I can tell you what I've done. I can tell you. So I go back to that, but then I'm going to take it a step further. So for all of those individuals, whether you be in the community, whether you're disenfranchised, whether you have, you know, you make $20,000 a year or $200,000 or $2.2 million a year, were you that upset and were you um, that 
disenchanted with Sean Carter and his move so much so that you're no longer watching Sunday night football, right. Monday night football. Right. Are you not buying tickets to the game and right. going and tailgating and buying jerseys? Right. So, it, so there's levels to this. So mm-hmm. I, I liken it to this. Are they just criticizing because, again, they want to criticize? Because guess what? If you're not standing on the edge, you're taking up too much space and not everybody's strong enough to stand on the edge for a multitude of reasons. So I say this. You and I played sports in high school. I ran track. Mm-hmm. I ran the four by four. Cool. Right. Relay. I liken this to a relay. There, again, a, there's a baton and there's a passing on. Yep. Maybe Colin, Colin Kaepernick and his kneeling was the first leg. Right. Maybe now the baton is passed on to Jay-Z to take his part because, again, the track is broken up into four sections. Right. And then what did the coach do? The coach put the best person in the front and the back, right, because we needed to get a great start. Colin Kaepernick, what he did, that was an amazing start. Now we didn't pass off to the Hova because of, again, his influence and affluence. And then who's going to get it next so that we can finish this circle? Mm-hmm. It's a race and we have to be in it. So I say this. If you're not at the table, you on the menu. Mm. If nothing else, Sean Carter, the Hova, got us at the table to begin having some conversations with the NFL. Now, let me say this. I don't have a crystal ball. It broke 22 years ago when I had Jonte. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> However, if nothing else, we have someone that looks like us that will, we're hopeful, do something and say something. We know that Jay-Z ain't a punk, punk, punk. He ain't going to punk all the way out, right. even if some people say that this is a punk out. So I say, what I would say is, and this could be something coming down the line, what would have been mad dope? Cause you know, I'm a strategist mm-hmm. and I'm that type of person. I'll be like, Hey, Hey. And then I'd leave the door unlocked for all my crew to come in and they'd be like, yo, we thought we had a deal with you. You do. They are me. Right. What would have been dope was, but then like, yeah, him get in there, contract with the commissioner and be like, yup, now this is my team and had Colin at the table. That would have been the slap down. Now, Here's my response. All right, now. I agree with everything that you just said, right? But I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. What pains me the most about this whole ordeal with Jay-Z and the partnership with the NFL mm-hmm. is that, once again, and I agree with Shannon Sharp. Okay, yeah. Once again. We have turned on ourselves. Yeah, indeed. Like you we said, have turned we on did ourselves. not collect all of the information. And even if, let's just say hypothetically, you know what, if we were selling out, let's just right. say Jay-Z was selling out. Why are we all up in the media? Let's get homeboy in the room. Be like, what, what's, what, hold what him accountable. Doing? Like, what, what's, what's, you doing? what's good with you? Kind of like what our boys... And, I'm, and it still pains me. Tavis Smiley and Dr. Cornell West, the way that they did President Barack Obama is an, is an abomination. But Listen, look, we ain't even going to go there. Go ahead. No, we not. So, <laughs> and, and, and what's crazy that you say that because when I, I saw, I, see, I, I saw the full conference. Yes. I'm they have it available on YouTube. I, have the f- I, got I saw it. the full mm-hmm. conference. And the very first question that was posed in that conference came from Charlemagne the God. Mm. And he looked at Hova and he was like, how could you 
partner with an organization that has blatantly blackballed Colin Kaepernick from getting a job and you were verbal about agreeing and siding with him and now it's like you're siding with the oppressor how could you do that the so that's person us. so that's us mm-hmm. holding him accountable and like yo you got to answer this mm-hmm. you you got to you got to make you got to convince me as to why right. you're you're partnering with someone we know that these owners right we know have have, have sure. been proven to collude and show collusion to prevent him from getting a job. How could you do this? Right. And but 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 okay. So let's hold on because this is real deep, right? Would that have happened if Sean Carter was Sean Carter, right, as a Caucasian man, and Charlemagne was Charles James? Right. I go back to what we talked about our first season code of conduct people yeah we have no code of conduct within our community if nothing else and again i get it we live in a patriarchal society that's been 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 created and built by white men for them wasp right so white anglo-saxon individuals that are male heterosexual right christian Mm -hmm. so all of the foundation has been laid by them for them and then their wives and their daughters will inherit this particular world. Okay. So we're really still catching up. This is the year return, Ghana, 400 years of enslavement. Mm-hmm. We have been so oppressed. Again, remember we talked about the James Baldwin. Do yep. we even bring him back in here? When you've been so oppressed, you become an accomplice in your own murder. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and again, I want to talk about how we turned on ourselves Mm -hmm. so quickly. Because because it's easier for us to turn on ourselves than it is for somebody else. So the clip, the clip, the clip. So what did he did? Jay-Z answer the question. So so Jay-Z did answer the question. Right. And pretty much to sum it all up. Right. And to paraphrase, he's taking a stance that we need to be in position on the inside to invoke some change at the table. We need, we need to, we need to do that. Right. And he's like, he's like, we are grown people. I'm not going to cancel you. Like I don't believe in a cancel culture Mm. because there's no forward progressive movement in a cancel culture. Sure. There needs to be crucial conversations with the folks that you don't agree with. And then, you know, try to make, some sort of a a, a, a compromise and, and try to move forward for the benefit of people, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things that got black America so, so against Jay was the clip that was shown about him. Uh, he was presented a question. It was like, would you kneel? It was a white reporter that asked Jay-Z, would you kneel or would you stand? And Jay-Z was flustered by the question. You could see it in his face. He was like, uh, um, <laughs> I, um, I think that we're past kneeling. He was like, and I think that we should move more into actionable items, right? And that was the clip. And when that clip was released, right, Black America turned their backs. Like, hold on, wait a minute. What you mean like we're past kneeling? Mm. But they didn't listen to the full context so the, so the, so of what was So what was the extension? So, he's, he's, so what he said was also in the same breath. He said, 
I am for any kind of protest. He's like, I am for this protest, and I'm not saying don't kneel because it is a necessary part of the process towards forward progression. But what I mean by moving forward in more actionable items is is that we all know what the issue is, Mm -hmm. and we brought awareness to the issue by kneeling, right? Mm -hmm. And these players, right, they can continue to kneel. And he's asking everybody, you know what the issue is? Do you know what the issue is? You know what we kneel for? Everybody's like, yes, right? He even made people say, what are we kneeling for, right? Cool. He was like, okay, now that we know this and we're continuing to do this, what are we going to Mm -hmm. do? Mm-hmm. That has always been the hardest question. Anytime when there's a protest, mm-hmm. especially when it comes from our people, yep. that is always the hardest question because we think protest is the thing to do. Like that, it, that's all there is to do. Well, and again, but that's it the whole is idea. a part of what One it part. is that we have to do. Right? Historically, look at Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King was all about a peaceful protest. Right? But people fail to realize and remember that Martin Luther King did the same thing Jay-Z is doing now. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King met with the president. Met with the president. Mm-hmm. President B, Lyndon B. Johnson. Ooh, and who? And we all who know his history. We know was an overt racist. Like ain't, str- ain't no covert, no, no, no straight in your face. All. But Martin Luther King knew that he had to be in that space. He had to get a seat at the table and he had to speak to the oppressor. Right. And he had to educate the oppressor. And as a result of him doing this, and this was a long process, Mm -hmm. we end up getting some rights for us. Right. Well, I think that's one of the things, too, that we miss. We miss that, again, going back to the notion and the idea and the truth that a lot of individuals, most times in these scenarios and situations, men that are in power, white men, they don't see their privilege. They don't see what's wrong in it until we have to come to the table and educate. There's a book now out that's titled, I'm gonna stop talking to white people about race. Oh, your boy, what was his name? The one who played John Volt. What is his name? He said, um, we dealt with racism and racism racism is over. There was a clip of, again, just a clip. I will say that just a clip of his comment on Steve Harvey. He said, individuals are saying that um, the current interim Mm -hmm. at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue isn't racist because we've dealt with that years ago. Right. So, You're absolutely right. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King understood the importance of being at the table to have conversations. Even when we look at President Barack Obama, he had to have conversations with individuals. He went, you know, again, had conversations um, with some of um, the persons um, in different countries that we didn't always have. Again, seeing eye to eye Cuba, just all of these different spaces that we have to be, we have to show diplomacy. And even if we don't have, look, Klansmen. Come on. Oh, guess what? Come you on. have to say, this is bigger than me. And how do I get there? And 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 that's and that's the whole thing, right? Another disgusting thing that came out of this was um peers, past peers of Jay-Z. 
oh. are now having commentary about this. So let's say Dame Dash, who I love and respect. Well, Dame Dash might have some underlining current but, but, but behind here's, that. But here's the thing, right? And and then there was com- there was response to his commentary from people that know their history that have relationships with both men right mm-hmm. so, so pretty much Dame, Dame Dash is bashing Jay-Z he's like well everybody knows that industry that Jay-Z ain't shit but is that everybody again, knows that that again, he's not that shit because Dame Dash because you know they were boys and then Jay just kept elevating and, and now now I don't know neither of these people right <laughs> I, don't, Nan, I don't know Nan, none I don't know any of them right but I'm looking at one side I'm looking at the other and then just recently on a Joe Button uh, podcast, there's a guy called Maul, and Maul knows Biggs, he knows uh, Jay-Z, uh, he knows Dame, like, because mm-hmm. he used to... That's his brother. Well, that's his brother, right? That's Dame Dash's brother? Biggs. No, that's uh, Biggs' brother. Okay. Right? He knows everything that has happened in that scenario. Sure. And so when I'm hearing him so talk about it, say? Maul is like, Damon's wilding. He's like, he's wilding because he's hurt and his pride I, and his I, that's ego, what I'm saying, going his back. pride and his ego Got into is it. talking. Yeah. Right. But the first thing that Dame said was, it wasn't anything judgmental. It was, well, do we know what the deal is? He's like, that's the true response. But then after that, all the emotional stuff started coming mm. out. You know what I'm saying? Then you had um, another... Diddy, Diddy responded to... Right. Then you had another ugly side where there was this rumor that Jay-Z has self-interest with the with the NFL because of money, right? I'm like, Jay-Z don't need that bag. I mean, there's nothing wrong with more money, but he doesn't need it. And, and, then, he, and, and he doesn't have to put himself in a situation to be criticized and demoralized for that particular bag because guess what? So, so There's then, multiple ways so, for him to get it. So then... There was this, so then there was this, bag ain't one. Come on. So there, then there was this rumor that he convinced Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupri, y'all, the rapper from Atlanta. The ATL. He convinced Jermaine Dupri to not take a deal from the NFL, but then turned around and accepted a deal from the NFL. So did um, did Jermaine Dupree, because I saw something where they said he spoke out. What did so Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree, in response to that, comes out and he debunks all he of said, it. He said, damn- that is a lie. So what I'm seeing is, is we're that attacking ourselves again, we are attacking said. ourselves, right? We are, we're attacking ourselves. The, 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 the great... Michael Eric Dyson mm. just recently was on, right? He was on undis- he was on Undisputed. Okay. The with Shannon Sharp and Skip yeah. Bayless. And he was talking about the deal with Jay-Z and mm-hmm. NFL. And he made mention about how it's okay to disagree. And I can understand yep. why you would disagree with Jay. But it's not okay to attack Jay-Z. There's multiple ways to skin a cat. Right. There's multiple ways to get the bag. Right. He was like, think of it this way. He was like, when I before I was a professor, I was a wielder working at a car company. I was working like a Ford or something like that. And I had a specific job. Right. Mm -hmm. And once that job is done, I relay it to another guy who is about who's about who's supposed to do another part of a job. And you don't hear someone saying like, oh, my job is better than yours or this, that and third. No, because at the end of the day, all of us have several jobs that are trying to build one car, one car that is trying to move forward. Right. He was like, 
It's the same thing. He was like, you, he was like, you cannot. He's like, we have to look at this, like you said, as a relay race rather than a one-on-one prize fight. He's like, Colin Kaepernick has to understand that he is not fighting this alone. But wait a minute, but but here's the deal. There are some other undercurrent behind that as well. They're saying what well, Jay-Z sold out. He got into this deal with the NFL, did not bring Colin Kaepernick on, and he wrapped it around social justice because that's what Colin Kaepernick girlfriend said on her radio spot. However, no one was talking about the fact that Colin settled with the NFL himself. I'm glad you took that. I'm, I'm, so another thing with Just yes, saying. yes, yes. Just so saying. another so another thing with Jay is the fact that. You just made the point about how everybody, and I agree, everybody believes that Jay-Z should have included Colin Kaepernick in the conversation. But one thing that Jay-Z said, he's like, I'm not his, I'm not his boss. But he did say, I did have a conversation with, Ka- with Kaepernick. We did, we did talk. We did talk. And he didn't, he didn't talk about what they talked about, but he was like, we did talk. Okay. He's like, and I'm not going to put the business out there, but he's like, I hope that he can respect what I'm doing as much as I'm respecting what he's doing. Because he was like, let's not forget, he's doing, like, we're talking about actionable items. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick is doing actionable items, too. Mm-hmm. And he continues to do that. And like this he's, is just he's and this still, is an action This is another, well. this is an actionable item for me. Right. And for what we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So you talk about, like, his girlfriend, who is, like, the ride or die. Any man that needs a listen, that a ride or die for real because Nessa, 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 right, Nessa, and immediately when the when the conference happened and all the stuff and she was like, hold on, he never talked to Kaepernick like mm-hmm. at all. The thing is, is that Jay Z probably did talk to Kaepernick, but it probably wasn't like right before then. Mm. He probably talked to him like maybe last year. We don't know when, but the point is that he did have a conversation sure. with him. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And you want to mention about him taking, well, let me, one more, one more example mm-hmm. about the ugliness of how we all turn on each other. Sure. So now there's a colorism issue. Marcellus Wiley ended up coming out, look, he ended up coming out and he ended up taking the Jay-Z partnership and the Colin Kaepernick issue and made it into a colorism issue where Colin Kaepernick, this is Marcellus Wiley, doesn't understand nor has he experienced the, the full struggle of, oh, because that of his, his, black America because really goes through because he grew up and Wisconsin and then moved to Southern, I mean, uh, what is it, Middle or Southern California? Did he even say that it had to do with the fact that his, what, he was adopted? He brought, he brought all, he all, brought that, all that up. He, sure. And when he brought that up, I had to put a red flag out there. I was like, yeah, it's bro. It's just too much. I was like, that's too much. That is that's below, too And it's below the belt. Much. But, but here's the deal. So let me say this. We, we can, as colleagues, as friends, as brothers and sister, right? And as individuals in this particular space, there's so much around this, but I think you've really opened up a new perspective or maybe not a new, but a new perspective for our listeners in this platform. At the end of the day, it goes back to us not trusting us. It goes back to us attacking one another and it goes back to us 
always finding mm-hmm. ourselves at odds because we don't have code of conduct. Right. So you and I know we got code of conduct. Anything goes down, anything needs to be said. Listen, let's go to lunch. We need to talk. And we hash that thing on out. It's not personal. This is straight business for Jay-Z has told. Listen, I, I've given y'all the blueprint. I put it out there so many ways. I've spliced this. This right here is business. And if this gets me at the table, it gets you at the table. Win for Jay is a win for the hood. Right. It's win for the community. Whether it looks the way that you thought it should look, you know what? It might not, but let's not discount it yet. Right. And, you know, what I, again, the the biggest thing that I took away from this in terms of the negative is the fact that, again, not only did we turn on each other, but we showed our oppressor that we still aren't unified. Like we, oh, like we still Hands don't down, get I it. Concur. We still don't I get concur. it. Like, and that's the Willie Lynch syndrome. I can. Well, it's you Willie know, Lynch. Well, there's no such thing as the Willie Lynch letter. Mm. Listen, mm. Mark Lamont Hill mm. said it, it, it's been fabricated. I'm after. We're gonna have to come back with. But we, Mark we Lamont will have Hill to. That, that's a whole. It's not, not real. That's a whole different conversation. Okay. But and my last point. We do mentioned about Kaepernick and the settlement. Yes. Now, my son, who is a, a rapper and a philanthropist <laughs> and an activist, right? you know, you know, Fred loves this. I'm sorry for the love of. Thank you. I tell Listen, you, my son took to Instagram and yes. he was talking about this whole situation too, and he offered an interesting perspective. Okay. He said that he was on the front lines with Kaepernick throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Right? Know my rights and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He was on the front end of everything. And then immediately when Kaepernick took the settlement, he took the settlement and didn't inform anybody of anything. There was no there was no information in terms of what's the next step, why you're doing this, how are we gonna move so out. So he faded to the black in other He words? just faded to the black and did not say a word to anybody. Like the movement Stop. Well, because well, was that a part a of the settlement? Because he t- I don't understand why the movement, such as know your rights and all that stuff, I don't understand why that would stop. But in terms of like, you know, um, just giving them information, hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to settle. I'm going to take a cash settlement, right? And, but even though I'm taking this cash settlement, that doesn't, I can't talk about the settlement, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we stop what we're doing. So my son, gave a stance like yo listen he was like I respect Kaepernick but you know what you left us high and dry out there like so, you so, left it so like you left us out there that so again it's juxtaposed to what right. you know Jay Z is saying it's saying okay so social justice you got yours after this and then you dropped the ball and is this where again the relay comes in now Jay has the baton right and 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 again that's only part of the relay race yeah because I'm pretty sure after Jay, there's going to be another movement where someone's going to take something on a different end and they're going to do something about this oppression, right? And then I'll leave it at this. One of the major things that Jay-Z said, and this also rubbed people the wrong way, he was like, let's not forget that this movement was never about Colin Kaepernick getting a job. Mm, come on now. Like that hurt. Like that hurt when you heard it. It, it hurts when tr- I say but it, it, but it's the truth. But it was the truth. He was like, remember, 
His protest was not about him getting a job. His protest was about bringing awareness to, to any, social in, awareness and, and, right? and social injustices, injustices that, was that were happening. At he the was hands like, of, so that's right. what we are going to continue and do. That's what we're going to do. But now people have, it's like people have made Colin Kaepernick, and I I appreciate Colin Kaepernick. I love Colin, this. Yes. I, listen, I Cap, bought one of, I still bought number one of one your, jersey, right? listen, I bought one of your 49ers jerseys, you know what I'm saying, just because it's you. Just because. You know what I'm saying? But I think that our people have made him into such a figure that him, he has become bigger <laughs> Than, than, than the cause. The cause. Mm, well, ooh, that's so many. Listen, that's what happens a lot of times to, again, what's the cat's name? My son. My son. My son. So you mean to tell me when the individual who created the movement, who started it, they fall off or die or decease like the Reverend Martin Luther King, then the whole thing falls apart? Going back to your, again, original point, we've just shown again to America that we're not unified, we've not organized, we've not mobilized, and we have a very difficult time coming to the table and finding ways for all of us to get involved. Right. I mean, because at the end of the day, for me, I respect Kaepernick. And Absolutely. I, and I, I don't think and I appreciate what he's doing and, and what he's doing and what he has done. I mean, it's proof in itself. And, and you know but, what? But Listen, we have, big but we, ups to him for real, because let's just look at it's still happening. Maybe not again at the rate that it was, but it's still happening. We know that. But no one, nobody else is taking the knee, and nobody else is getting disenfranchised. No, no, that's not true. That's well, not true. I mean, in terms of again, now there's a. Let me say this: because of his movement, there's now a whole policy in place. If you don't want to stand, you, you can, can go into you the. You can go in the locker room right. until again until. the anthem that was on again. Colin and him and they're not even doing that because people clearly are still kneeling like you got brother Stills in in Miami yep exactly he's still kneeling yes exactly Eric Reed for the Panthers he's still kneeling that was another thing I mean that could I could open up a whole new can of worms with that because Eric Reed ooh brother listen you as much as I respect you and I think you're a brilliant brother, but you're still collecting checks for the NFL, brother. But that's what I'm saying. saying, So for all of those individuals that are saying, and I'm not saying, you know, any of the NFL players, some of them came out. They're saying, okay, well, Jay-Z made this deal and knowing Colin doesn't have a job and so on and so forth. But you're collecting money from the same agency that is oppressing people that look like you. So what's the difference, people? That's Come all on. I'm. Like, that's you, all I'm asking. You gotta, you gotta pick a side, man. You because do. you because can't the, straddle. Because at the end of the day, man, like Colin Kaepernick, like Jay Z, are trying to make moves. Right for the betterment of people of color. Yep. Right, they're trying to make moves and they're doing that with actionable items. Right, you cannot turn on your people just because of the fact like you don't agree that Jay Z is making a move to do something. Yep. You know, because you would have done it some way right. different. Because clearly you're doing the same thing. It's just the fact like Jay Z is a boss. You're a player. Right, your platform. You're still collecting checks, right? You're still doing whatever, and you're kneeling for a cause, right? Yeah. But don't turn the cause into, okay, it's just about Colin not having a job. Because we all know that. What if, right? And there's this another rumor. What if Jay-Z, right, ends up becoming a minority owner or a majority owner of a team, mm-hmm. and then he flips it on him and says, we need Kaepernick? Well, that's what I'm saying. What if that happens? We don't know that it's not. What if, what if that happens? Does Eric Reese still have a negative position? 
Right. That's why it goes back to the point, like you said, we have to kind of sit back again. Let's take a 20 foot thousand view perspective. Let's look down on it. Let's collect all of the information, the materials, and let's write, let's put our finger on the pulse before we make a determination, before we make it out to be good, bad, or indifferent. It's crazy, man. I mean, listen, my final takeaway about all of this is the fact that, listen, there's multiple ways to skin a cat, yes. y'all. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, different, there's multiple routes to climb up to the mountaintop. Indeed. You know what I'm and saying? Then, and the very fact that we're all different, we all have different perspectives and we all have different viewpoints, just because my idea is different from your ideas, is different from Charles and Fatu, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't mean they're not valid ideas, right? Because here's the deal. An idea is just an idea until we put it into action. And then once we put it into action, doesn't mean that that idea is going to come to fruition and when which we thought it was, or it would come into fruition at all. So what does that do that allows us the opportunity to take in to analyze so that way we can synthesize and put that thing right back out there and figure out what's going to work for our community listen and and you know and it can't be one size fit all i I pose a question to you sure if you had if we were to take jay-z out would it had the same and you were and and you had to put another person there Outside of Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm-hmm. But you had to put another person there to do this partnership deal with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who would you have done it with? Who would you have put in the in place of Jay Z? Who do you know has the pedigree, has earned the right through works? That is a public figure that not only has the eye and the attention of popular culture, but with our people. Who do you know would sit in a seat like that and have the approval of doing something like that? See, the two people literally come straight to mind. Oprah, President Barack Obama. I'll leave it at that. Bam. I'll leave it at that. Because you know who some people said? I posed this to my class. You know who they said? Who? They said Meek Mill. And then they said Kanye West. They don't have to cross. We're talking about crossover. I'm talking large scale. So if we're going to do it. My first response was, well, Meek Mill will be sitting with Jay-Z in that meeting. So who would would you? Me? Outside of me. I mean, was your answer Meek Mill? Honestly, no. Who do you know fresher than Hove? Riddle me that. But that's what I'm saying. So if it's not going to be the Hove, it was either going to be Oprah. And I'm not certain, you know, how versed she is in sports. I would say President Barack Obama. We know like, that I, he now he's a lefty and he got a nice three pointer. Well, well, let me clarify. Well, let me well, let me clarify. Sure. Someone that's in hip hop. Okay. See now, you because you know me. I'm going if I'm going to go, I'm going to reach for the stars. Like that's why I said ooh. in hip hop. In hip hop to not only take care take care of entertainment, but also to bring forth uh, the awareness component, the activism component, the advocacy component. Who? Lamar Kendrick. J. Cole. They're conscious brothers. I need somebody who's yes, they're conscious. Con- I need... Yes, they're conscious. But you know what's crazy? And Kanye said this. What? A couple years ago, Kanye went on a rant. <laughs> and he a said, couple years ago. And he said, you know why? He said, you know why Jay-Z, right, is Jay-Z and he can get into places I can't? He said, because I'm the angry black man. 
That's what I wouldn't say Kanye. I'm the angry black man. Like, really I'm the is. angry black man. He's like, people say see Jay-Z. And, and they see a businessman. Not only do they see his businessman, but they see a safe man. They see someone that's more, I won't say pussy, but I wouldn't more, say that. But he's I more, he's more that, bro. like you're he's more approachable. But right. I wouldn't say he a pussy. He ain't a safe. He's, he's he not. Just, he just stabbed somebody up and then had to go to counseling. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, that. but but that's even Dame Dash has alluded to it. Dame Dash is like, listen, man, like Jay Z can get into rooms that I can't, and the reason why he can do that is because people look at me as a threat. They don't look at Jay Z as a threat. But Jay Z is the number one threat. That's the thing that's crazy about but, it. But here's but here's the thing, and I'm gonna say it. Say it. White people like Jay Z. Because they know Jay Z is about his they business, like and at the end of the day, they're about their business and they're about that dollar, so dollar, that's dollar, why, like, y'all. Colin, that's why Colin Kaepernick is still blackballed because white people don't like him. They don't like what he stands for. He is unapologetically black. I'm not saying that that's not Jay Z because he is, but also Jay Z has a business pedigree, right? So Jay Z, you know, he he just he is that fit. I don't he see. Finesse. He knows. How I don't to see no one else that would be able to do what he is doing right now. And that's why he's the hoe. So boom, period. So there we go. So Ta-da. listen, y'all. It, you know, I, I get I, again. I don't care if you agree or disagree. You know, what I'm saying this is my take on it. You know, what I'm saying I have the luxury of sharing my take with my sister in pain, struggle, and in victory. The Liberated Project, chick. Come on now. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, again, these are things that was on our heart, on our minds. You know, what I'm saying, and you know, we, you know, we're just going to talk about these things, right? Like these are uh, focal points and very vital things that affect our culture. They affect you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we're just going to move forward, man, for real. Listen. We always going to keep it real. We, always we back, it, y'all. We always going to keep it lit, but we also going to keep it 100 with y'all. And then that's the only way that we would have it with one another. So that's the only way that we would have it here. Word up. Word up, man. We back. Season two, episode Season two, one. As a, episode one is in the bag, man. Listen, we got more coming to y'all. We about to sign off because, you know what I'm saying? I know for a fact that we got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and people so, to see. And people to see, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, y'all, we signing off the dynamic duo. We out. We out. Peace.